definitely a privilege to be back again this afternoon. I've enjoyed the time here, and thank you for your hospitality and uh, lunch and just this opportunity to be with you. This afternoon, I'd like us to turn to a very familiar passage in the Old Testament found in the book of Psalm, and it is Psalm 23. I've been thinking a lot about this psalm lately, and it's a very dear uh, psalm to my heart, and probably most of you since the time you've, you've read it. Uh, it's a, been a great comfort to the people of God for thousands of years. But I want to look at this psalm today and, and glean some from it. Maybe it will be a, a comfort to you. Psalm 23. David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me, Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest mine head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to You now and we just ask that You would be with us in this time that we once again look into Your Word and find the treasure buried deep within. Father, give me the words to speak and give me the the unction of the Holy Spirit that might give me the liberty of my calling. I pray that you would give strength to uh, the weary minds uh, that we have this afternoon, uh, Lord, that we may be able to, to pay attention and listen to your word being spoken. Father, just give it, uh, extra strength uh, this afternoon. Father, we just pray that you would teach us from this psalm and, and help us to see you, God, as our, as our shepherd and your son, Jesus Christ, as the good shepherd. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. The Lord is my shepherd. A lot of people that I talk to, whether it might be at work or friends that I have, I oftentimes ask them, "Who is leading you?" And you usually get a you know weird kind of look from people on their faces when you ask them that. You know, what do you what do you mean? Who's leading me? You know, I'm I'm leading myself, or I'm 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 the leader of my family. I say, well, yeah, I understand you're the you're the leader of your family, but but who's leading you? Who are you Who are you looking to for leadership? Who are you looking to for guidance? And oftentimes they have they have nothing else. They they don't know God, they don't know Christ, and uh, they have no one but themselves and no one who is leading them. But I, I you know try to point them to the scriptures and I say, well, the Lord needs to be leading you. If there's anyone who needs to be leading you, it's the Lord and it's the Shepherd, the Good Shepherd. So I ask you that question today, as I ask people often, who is leading you? Who is guiding you? Who is feeding you? Who is protecting you? Who loves you? Who is giving his life for you? And for David, the answer to these questions was the Lord. The Lord was the one who was leading David. He was the one who was guiding him. He was the one who was protecting him. And David was a shepherd. And so as he writes this, he understands what it means to be a shepherd and everything that it entails. So I'm sure as he was thinking about being a shepherd and looking at his sheep, he began to think about God and he began to think about the Lord. And I'm sure it brought great comfort to him that they began to think about the Lord as his shepherd. Now, he was a shepherd to the sheep, and that was his occupation as a young man. But when he began to think about the Lord, he thought about, the Lord is my shepherd. 
um, and it brought him great comfort, and it has brought comfort to thousands of generations, uh, many generations, thousands of years later, and to us today. But the Lord is our shepherd. Let's look first that in here um, that the Lord is a personal shepherd. Did you notice that? The very first verse is, David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So there is a personal relationship between David and the Lord. He says that he is my shepherd. And I have no problem with the word personal. Um, We may, as um, sovereign grace believers, we may as primitive Baptists shy away from the term, term or terminology personal savior. Um, because that is a phrase that is all too too often used. When um, they're given the invitation, they say that you need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Um, but the truth about it is is that God is a personal God, that he, and that Jesus is a personal Savior. He saves you as a person. Um, yes, He saves His people. Yes, God is a shepherd to all of His people, but He is individually a shepherd to each and every one of us, of His children. And so we must not just think of the Lord as our, our, um, our shepherd as collectively, but it's important to realize that the Lord is your shepherd personally because that, that makes a big difference. If you just, if you just think of God as uh, a shepherd that is over a group, then it may only mean a certain amount. But when it comes down that He is a shepherd to you, that it's personal, that He knows you personally, that He cares for you personally, that he's taken an interest in you personally, then that goes beyond uh, just the generic, uh, you know, overarching idea that he's a shepherd over all of his children. But David said, "He is my shepherd. He he may be your shepherd. He may be the shepherd of all of his people. But as I'm considering the Lord uh, in my relationship with Him, He is my shepherd. He is a personal shepherd, and our shepherd takes a per- personal interest in each one of us." Um, the Lord is a shepherd to each one of His children, intimately and closely. And uh, that's a wonderful thing to have as a child of God, is to have that close, personal relationship with God. That's unlike any of the other religions of the world. All of the other religions of the world have a God or multiple gods, but the gods are removed from them. You know, they can only uh, approach them from a distance. But the God of the Bible and the God that we serve today and the God of David was one who was personal, one who was near, one who was close by. And uh, this means a lot to me. And I think what one of the separating factors between the God of the Bible and all of the other gods of this world, he is a personal shepherd. Number one, he's a personal shepherd. Number two, he is a shepherd who brings peace and contentment. He is a shepherd who brings t- peace and contentment. So as he is a personal shepherd... He is a personal shepherd that brings you peace and contentment. And isn't that what most people are looking for in the world today? Most people, and I'll include myself in most people, all people really, are looking for peace and contentment. They want peace in their lives, and they want contentment. They want to be satisfied. Now, there are many many ways that people try to achieve this. Um, many, pop, many people try to do it through education. Many people try to do it through um, finances. Many people try to do it through drugs or many other various things. And they're, what they're trying to find is peace in that, stability and, and contentment. They want to be happy. They want to be satisfied. They seek all these things that take up their time and effort. And when it comes down to the end, they're not happy and they're not content and they're not peaceful. And it's because they're seeking it in the wrong thing. 
um, because God is the only source of peace and contentment in our life. So David said, He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and He leads me beside the still waters. So he's using analogies of, of what it is to be like a shepherd. And, you know, the best place for a sheep to be is, is in a green pasture, you know, full of greenery, full of lots to, to eat and be satisfied in, and also to be, to be beside still waters, um, a comforting and peaceful environment. To be in, and so he says, "This is what this is what our God is like. He even in even in a life that's full of um, chaos, even a life that's full of worry, even a life that's full of just busyness of life. Um, when we have a personal relationship with God, and He's first in our life, uh, even in the midst of all the turmoil, uh, we can have peace and contentment when He is our personal shepherd, uh, and that's because He leads us beside the still waters, and He makes us to lie down in green pastures." And we can take comfort in that today that no matter what we go through, whether it be pain, suffering, uh, loss, whether it be losing a job, whether it be financial struggles, whether it be relationship issues, no matter what it is, you can have confidence in that God will still give you peace and contentment if you are seeking Him first. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, He told them not to worry about the things of the world. Don't worry about what clothes you'll wear. Don't worry about the things you eat. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And He said, all these things shall be added unto you. So make God a priority. Put God first in your life. Don't be seeking peace and and contentment uh, as a means to an end, but seek God and Him first. And the result of that will be the peace and contentment that He brings. So what about you today? How are you seeking peace and contentment? If we had a chance to look at your... Uh, calendar, if we had a chance to look at your, uh, uh, just a snapshot of, of your life during the week, what would we see? What would we see in your life? Uh, how are you seeking this peace and contentment? Is it through the things of the world or is it in a relationship with the Lord? And it needs to be, and it's only going to come in a relationship with the shepherd. He is the one who makes us to lie down in green pastures and beside the still waters. So he is a shepherd who brings peace and contentment. In the life. Thirdly, the Lord is a shepherd who restores and leads us. The Lord is a shepherd who restores and leads us. Verse 3 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So, this is another wonderful truth that we believe in that God is a personal God, that He is a personal Savior. Not only is He the creator of heaven and earth, the sustainer of all things, not only is He the sovereign and holy Lord, but He comes down and He walks hand in hand with His people. He restores their soul when they're tired. He gives strength to them when they're weary. Uh, he brings us uh, that peace when we, are, when we are tired and weary. And Jesus said, Come unto Me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your souls. And so this is the kind of shepherd that Jesus is. This is the kind of shepherd that God is. Is that when we are famished, by life when we are tired in body and in soul. You ever just come to the end of the day and your soul feels feels weary? Your soul feels heavy because you've been surrounded by the sin uh, and destruction in the world? I know I do. I, I work in an environment that is not Christian, work in an environment that is ungodly. Um, and by the, by the end of the day, because of the, you know, 
the influence of the world and, and being in that and around that all day long. I come home and, and my soul is just weary and tired. And I have to go to God and I have to pray and I have to get in God's Word in order for my soul to be restored. And our problem is when we don't do that, uh, then we don't get that restoration. And the leadership that talks about, He restores my soul and He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So when we stay close to the shepherd, God is a shepherd that leads us in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Anytime we start to walk on the path outside of what God has commanded us to do, it's because we're not staying close to Him. When we stay close to the shepherd, as a sheep does, as a sheep stays close to the shepherd, they won't wander off. But when the sheep wanders off and doesn't stay close to the shepherd, it's when they get in trouble. But God is a shepherd who will not leave us out in the dark. He will not leave us alone. But He is a shepherd that will come and He will rescue us. And Jesus gave an illustration of that when He was here. He said, if a man had a hundred sheep and one sheep went astray, would not the shepherd leave the ninety-nine and go after the one shepherd? I mean, go after the one sheep. And he said, that's the kind of shepherd I am. I will, I will not leave one of my children in the dark, but I will go and I will restore them and I will lead them. So it's important for us to stay close to the shepherd and look to him as our source of leadership. No matter whether we're single, no matter whether we're married, no matter what. Our leader that we're to look to is God, is Jesus. He is our head, and we look to Him no matter what kind of position we're in. But, you know, especially, I think, those of us that, that are parents, that have children, as we are, and, and, and as men, we are the leaders of our family. And it's important for us to be looking to the shepherd for guidance and for leadership. He, he, he leads us into the paths of righteousness, so we then, too, can lead others into the right path. So what about you? How is your soul being restored on a daily basis? Who are you looking to for leadership? Who is leading you in your life? Are you being led by the world? Are you being led by your own desires? Or are you being led by this good shepherd? David was being led by the shepherd. Number four, uh, the Lord is a shepherd who comforts and gives courage. This may be the most popular of all of the verses in this chapter. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, if you know anything about the life of David, then you understand uh, some of the times that he's talking about. David, when he was chosen by God to be the future king of Israel, um, Saul was still the king, and Saul became jealous of young David and sought to, to kill him. And David had to flee for his life from the presence of King Saul, and he had to go and he had to hide in caves. And he had to be always on the run. And so I'm, 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 I know that he's talking about many of those times when he was in the very he was in the very shadow of death. Sh- you know, death was was right there, so close. It was as if he could see the death's shadow. And he says though that in the midst of that, even in those dark dark times where nobody else was with him, he says that his shepherd was with him, and he would he would lead him through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no. Evil. David said he wouldn't even fear the evil, even in the, being in the shadow of death, because God was with him. And that makes all the difference in the world. If you're alone in the shadow of death, you're going to fear. You're going to have fear. You're going to have worry. And you're not going to have strength and courage um, to make it through. But what makes all the difference when you're going through these times in your life where you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death 
is that God is with you. He says, for thou art with me. And that's an important phrase because the presence of God is what makes all the difference in our life. It's what makes all the difference. I wouldn't be the person I am today. You wouldn't be the person you are today if it wasn't for the fact that God was with us, that God was in us making the difference. And I don't think that we could go through some of the times that we go through in this life if it wasn't for the fact that God wasn't with us as a shepherd. It makes all the difference. If you're going through suffering and pain and you're going through loss of a loved one, what helps you get through those times is the presence of God. It's His presence that comforts and gives you strength. So, what about you? What are you taking comfort in to help you get through the hard times? Is it the pleasures of this world? Because that's what some people turn to to satisfy them and get them through the hard times. They turn to alcohol. They turn to drugs. They turn to entertainment to comfort their souls. But none of that can give us true peace and comfort like the presence of God can, like our shepherd can. So cling to Him. Stay close to Him. And even in those dark times, you will make it through because He is a shepherd who comforts and gives courage. He says, For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, and they comfort me. Now the rod the rod and a staff, um, two, two images used there. One would be thought of as one that would be used for leading, and the other one oftentimes is used as a means of discipline. So as a shepherd has to do his sheep sometimes when they wander off, the shepherd has to discipline the sheep. You've probably heard or even read how that oftentimes when a sheep continues to go astray from the sheepfold, the shepherd has to take the sheep and has to break its legs. And he has he then carries him on his back uh, and carries him around till the legs heal. That way, when he starts to walk again, he'll remember and he'll learn not to go astray. And it's the same thing with God. Sometimes when we continually are going astray, he has to send discipline into our life. And it hurts and it's painful, but we learn from our mistakes. And that's part of God being a good shepherd is that He doesn't allow us to continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. But because He loves us as a Father, He disciplines. And the Scriptures are clear on that, that whomever the Lord loves, He chastens and He he chastises and He corrects. And whoever doesn't receive chastisement is not a son, but a bastard, the Scriptures say. So He is a shepherd who comforts and gives courage. Fifthly, He is a shepherd who is always with us and brings healing and satisfaction. It says in verse 5 that you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. It took me a while in my Christian walk to really understand what that meant when he said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That always seemed like a really weird, strange saying. didn't understand it. But after a little bit of time, you know, I began to understand what he was saying, that even being, even being surrounded by Saul, even being surrounded by those that hated him, because, because God was with him and he had this personal relationship with this shepherd, it was as if, even in the presence of his enemies being all around him, it was as if he was being able to have a feast. When it talks about a table being prepared, it's talking about when they would have a feast and they would put forth the table and they would prepare the spread. And David's saying that even God, even in the midst of my enemies, He prepares a table, a feast, that I can just be content and satisfied in God even when all of my enemies are around me and uh, coming against me. So the Lord is a shepherd who is always with us, no matter whether we consider it the good times or the bad times, right? God is always with us. He is a God who is always there. And even in the midst of our enemies, He is there with us 
and has prepared a table for us to be to feast and be satisfied. Um, and he brings satisfaction. I like what he said. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. The imagery is that a cup, like this cup right here, is only, is only a little over half full. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the glass is, is half full, not half empty. But this uh, this cup isn't all the way full. But David said that when he's in the presence of the Lord, because the Lord is the shepherd, that his cup runs over. He's got so much of the joy and the peace and the contentment that the shepherd brings and that God brings. It's like he bubbles he bubbles over and it pours forth. And so not only is it feeding his own soul, but it's also pouring out and being a blessing to others. So thou thou anointest my head with oil. There's that there's that presence of God. There's uh, a connection with the Holy Spirit and that he brings that satisfaction and my cup runneth over. So he is a shepherd who is always with us and brings satisfaction and healing. It's part of that anointing my head with oil is oil was used for, for healing of infirmities and things like that. So our shepherd brings healing to us when we are hurt and when we are uh, going through hard times. And then lastly we see in here, he says to end with this, and I'll, I'll, I love this verse. After thinking about the shepherd and going down through all of these things, he ends it with, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So lastly, the Lord is a shepherd who bestows goodness and mercy upon us. Goodness and mercy. David said that surely of a truth, something that you can count on is, is that if the Lord is your shepherd, goodness and mercy are going to follow you all the days of your life. And that's a neat that's a neat way to put it, isn't it? Because he, he's as if saying that, that mercy and goodness are behind you and they're beside you and they're in front of you and they're following you all the days of your life. It's it's almost as if you, you know, are trying to run away from them, but they are following behind you. But that's how good that that our God is, that's how good our shepherd is, is that his goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And um, David took comfort in that. He rejoiced in that. And it's a wonderful truth to believe in. And it, and it is true. God is a good God and God is a merciful God. And if he, is, he, if he has bestowed His goodness and mercy upon you, then it will be with you all the days of your life. There will never be a time when His goodness and mercy won't be there. And that's comforting in our life. Maybe right now is not a difficult time for you. Maybe right now is is one of those times we would consider an easy time. No no pain, no suffering, no heartache. But that probably won't last forever and that probably won't last long. But the good thing is about it is that if those times do come, God's goodness and mercy will still be there even in those times. And he said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Brothers and sisters, that's mainly where we where we come in contact with the shepherd. It's in the house of the Lord. And that's why we make a commitment to be here. Every time that we can, we make a commitment to be in the house of the Lord because that is where His presence dwells. He says that He will be in the midst of His people. And so we come in contact with the shepherd when we are in His house. David says, because the shepherd is this way and these are all the things that I that I experience in Him being my shepherd, I'm going to dwell in His house all the days of my life. There's not going to be anything that stops me from dwelling in His house. And I like that kind of commitment. I like that kind of uh, being courageous. Um, is we make a commitment to God's house to be faithful, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And we make a commitment to be faithful attenders of the house of the Lord. And that's what David was. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I want that to be said of myself. 
I want to raise a I want to raise a a godly seed. That's that's what their commitment will be. I want to dwell in God's house. Maybe I'm not rich. Maybe I'm not even well educated. Um, maybe I don't have all the nicest clothes and everything like that. But I'm committed to God's house. I'm committed to worshiping the shepherd. So just a wonderful wonderful uh, psalm that brings us great comfort. Maybe some of those things will be a blessing to you. But what makes this all the more precious as a believer and as a Christian is that that psalm gave comfort to many people for thousands of years, but then it came to light so much more when Jesus Christ came because they could get a, phys- a physical, tangible evidence of the shepherd in their midst. They could always think of God this way. They could always meditate and worship upon God as their shepherd and you know, and what David did, but it wasn't until Jesus came that they really could see it in a person, really experience God in human flesh and see the shepherd on the scene. But when you think about all these things, this is who Jesus was. This is what the disciples got to see. They got to see a personal shepherd in their midst. Jesus took a personal interest in each one of His disciples and each one of the people that He was around. Uh, He brought peace and contentment in the lives of each one of those that He came into contact with. He restored their souls on several occasions. Um, you remember that they were famished and he, he fed the 5,000 and he fed 4,000. And time and time again, he would restore them. And he was their leader. He, he, took, he took 12 ordinary men and he, he led them in such a way that when he ascended back up into heaven, they changed the world um, that, from that very time. He was the greatest leader that has ever been born. He brought comfort to the brokenhearted and to the captives and to the sick that nobody wanted anything to do with, and he brought courage to those who had no courage. And he brought, ultimately, he brought healing. He would heal the lame, he would heal the sick, he would heal the blind, he would bring the dead back to life. Jesus was the ultimate fulfillment of the shepherd of Psalm 23. And then Jesus would say in John chapter 10, he would bring us all to light and all home. He says, starting in verse 1, of John 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So he's saying that, that the sheep know the shepherd, and the shepherd knows the sheep. They hear his voice, they listen to him, and they follow him. They don't follow him, and they don't know the shepherd, and they are not a sheep. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. So he was given a parable, but now he was going to make it clear. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So Jesus says, If you try to go in any way into the sheepfold other than through him, you're not the sheep. And you haven't gone in the proper way. He says, if, if any man come in by any other way, he says, he says, I am the door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He says, the thief 
cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But listen to the difference. But I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I mean, that's just a fulfillment of all the things that we just talked about in Psalm 23. Jesus came so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Contentment, peace, restoration, leadership, comfort, courage, satisfaction, healing, all of those things, goodness and mercy, that is life and that is more abundant life. That's, that's something that the world cannot give. It's something that those of the world will never experience because they, they are not the sheep and they have not gone to the shepherd. And then he says, as plain as day, in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I am the shepherd of Psalm 23. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and cares not for the sheep. And then he says again in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known of mine. As the Father knows me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep have I which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. So, Jesus made it very plain that He was the shepherd, that He was the good shepherd, and that He made it very clear that the sheep know the shepherd. Just as Jesus knows each one of His children, each one of His children know Jesus. And so, if you know Jesus today... If you know Him as your personal shepherd, it's because He knew you. And now you know Him. We love Him because He first loved us. And He gave His life for His sheep. What about you? Are you giving your life for the shepherd? He gave His life for you. You know, we sing that song. He gave His life for me. What shall I, what shall I give to thee? We should give our life. We should give our all to Him. Jesus is our shepherd. So who is your shepherd? I say Jesus is my shepherd. And He is the Good Shepherd. He has given His life for me. He knew me before time began and He set His affections upon me. And He has drawn me out as a sheep draws the, as a shepherd draws the sheep in. And I, I lean upon Him for guidance and for comfort and for peace and for restoration and courage and all these things that David talked about. I look to Jesus. He's the only one that can do this. No other one can do it. And um, I want to, to stop there and I want to look at uh, hymn number 161 because it's very fitting with this this thought. I want to read it and then, brother, you can come and lead it. But keep this, keep this song close to you. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever I do, wherever I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Sometimes mid seams of deepest gloom Sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by water still or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. Lord, I would clasp thine hand in mine, nor ever murmur nor repine, content whatever lot I see, since tis my God that leadeth me. And when my task on earth is done, 
when by thy grace the victory is won. In death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. He leadeth me, He leadeth me. By His own hand He leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by His hand He leadeth me. I thank you for your kind attention today, and that is my prayer, that as a shepherd He is leading you, that you His faithful follower would be.